Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of RunGrinRadio.com. Cruiser Mail, we don't have a scheduled guest tonight. We do have some people calling in. We're going to be doing an Awats fan show because of the big news we halfway launched last week on the show. Tonight, Cruiser Mail, they have given us full permission, obviously, because we've been promoting the heck out of this thing. We Isn't can that wonderful? It. it is. Yay! Yay! Eric finally said, Unleash the Beast. The location is going to be where? I'm trying to figure out a way how to say this without it sounding so country, me being a southern boy and all. <laughs> Akron, Ohio, <laughs> instead of Akron. Akron, yeah. It's Akron, Ohio, everybody, in case you happen to have had your head under a rock the last week. <laughs> We've been questioning on that decision, but I think it's absolutely a genius one. This theater is gorgeous, 2,500-plus seats. It's 30 minutes from Cleveland, which is arguably the hottest town for Todd fans. Mm-hmm. I know they got some competition with Chicago and some other places, but Cleveland, everybody knows Todd's popular over there. So this is a solid decision, and we're going to just see what we can do with this. We have no idea what we're getting into, really. <laughs> yeah, I do kind of hope somebody shows up. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, this this is, news has been out for a few days. We've gotten... Um, literally hundreds, I'm sure over a thousand emails from people interested in doing this, from people committing to doing this. So I'm going to say we've probably got several hundred people already. We definitely have several hundred that are going to be coming in from out of town. We haven't even really tapped into the Cleveland market yet, except for the people that, you know, heard about this that are from there, from uh, other channels, because it's not in the Cleveland newspaper it's nowhere advertised. It's not on the radio yet. But believe it or not, we did make the Akron newspaper three times. Basically, we're on the we're on the um, we're on the website there, just you know, as a listing. Then we got a blog, which we appreciate from a guy named Malcolm Over. He's the pop writer. He was just loving this idea. And then we were on the front page today. Believe it or not, we're going to talk about that with a fan named Kip who shot me an email this afternoon and to inform me that it was on the front page. And so we chatted a little bit, and I said, you got to call the show tonight, man, because this, uh, this is good stuff. So yeah, we want I don't others know. to call you, ma'am? I, I don't know. I've don't. I, I got to see this. I, I can't believe we made the front page. Yeah, it's on the side. Well, he'll tell us about it. we got him on hold. He'll be on in just a second. But we've got – we want to get calls tonight. We've already got another person on hold, hopefully, to tell their watch story. We've got a clip from Grady that he sent us. He couldn't make the show tonight. And uh, here's the number, 646 646- Seven one six nine two six two. Again, a wizard, a true star for the first time ever. The entire album, Todd Rundgren playing it in Akron at the Akron Civic Theater, eight o'clock p.m. September the sixth, oh nine. Also, thirty minutes minimum of other material from Todd's vast catalog. We do not know what that's going to be. I don't even know that I want to know. I'd like to be surprised. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, because if he's willing to do this, this, this 
the entire album. I mean, he may kind of get in the mood playing the old stuff, and he might play some old stuff and throw in some individualist or something. Who knows? Who knows? Because you've got Todd album, Initiation. These are all albums where he could pull some songs from because he'll have some keyboardists. He'll definitely have some horns. There's no way you can do this album without it. So exciting stuff. Definitely call us tonight if you want to get in on this and talk about a lot. So we've got lots of emails where people have told us it's changed their lives. We're interested in hearing about that. If you've been to some shows in the past, etc., we want to hear everything about A Wizard True Star. Let me tell you this before we get Kip on right quick. We're starting to really buy into this idea that this thing is going to be so popular that it may sell out. Now, again, we have no idea. I mean, this is, you know, we're not your typical promoters. We do things different, and we're going to promote it crazy, and we're going to do all kind of different things. But uh, we're already feeling good about it. If it comes close or if it does sell out, we will do a second show, hopefully, that Monday night. Uh, we've already talked to Todd's people about it. We don't have an agreement yet, but uh, we don't see any reason why we couldn't. With the equipment already there and the band there, I think they would absolutely love to do, too. And then also the venue, uh, they've got us on hold. So we'll see. Tickets are supposed to go on sale Monday, the, the uh, May 4th. Is that right, Cruiser Mill? Yeah, that would be Monday. All right, but I... Let me just go ahead and tell you, we don't know if that's going to happen for sure, and we hate to be unprofessional and put that on our website and everything, but there's a lot of work that goes into it that we're learning about. You know, the, the ticket company has to build a seating chart. You're going to be able to go to our website, awatslive.com. You'll be able to put your cursor on a seat, and if it's open, you can buy it, just like the Rams head and some other places have. So it's going to be really cool. The convenience fee, an entire $1.50 per ticket. It's a beautiful thing. So it's worth the wait, but we might be able to pull this off by Monday. If we do, you will know we'll be running our mouths and spreading it all over the Internet, etc. So without further ado, Cruiser Mail, let's talk to somebody from Akron, Ohio, and find out about this news story today in their newspaper. Kip, what's up? Hi, Doug. Good afternoon. Good evening to you. Hey, man. We were excited oh. to see this news, and uh, Cruiser Mail is, is just uh, – she, she's not, I'm not sure she's a believer. So no, I'm, the, I'm the touting Thomas in the group here. <laughs> well, no, it's it's right in here. It's our the, called the a newspaper called the Akron Beacon Journal. It was a, this morning's issue, and there's a sidebar on the left hand side. And Akron has a population of about 250,000, so it's a pretty good circulated newspaper. Uh, would you like me to read the the brief article to you? Sure. Okay. The the headline is Todd Rundgren to perform at Civic. Singer songwriter Todd Rundgren, a Northeast Ohio favorite will perform at the Akron Civic Theater on September 6th. The concert will be extra special for Runt fans because it will feature Rundgren performing his 1973 album, A Wizard, A True Star, in its entirety for the first time. Tickets for the show will go on sale on Monday. And I cannot tell you the electricity that is going around town about that announcement. Um, we have a local uh, hospital in town, Akron City Hospital, where it's... Uh, been circulated, and many, many people are just, just electric about it. We're actually worried about getting shot out from the tickets. Wow. So how many people live in your city? Uh, the greater Akron population is about 250,000. Wow. So hmm. you got 250 there, and then you got, of course, the Cleveland fan base. So, so we mentioned Cleveland, but your town has a, a strong tide base as well? Absolutely. But Ak Cleveland is, Akron is really about 30 miles south of Cleveland, so... We're really part of the same metro area. Yes, exactly. So what do you think is going to happen now when tickets go on sale? What did you tell me tonight? Uh, I think it's going to, it's going to, 
we're really worried about getting shut out of tickets. I think it's gonna it's gonna sell out immediately. Really? I mean, oh my Todd, God, you, I'm digging. I'm digging. <laughs> <laughs> twenty five hundred twenty five hundred seats, and you think it's gonna sell out instantly, huh? Or, oh, absolutely. Minute. There's a couple local arenas that we have around here. There's the Richfield Coliseum, which Todd happened to mention at last Thursday's concert in Cleveland, and another place called the Blossom Music Center, which is the summer home of the Cleveland Orchestra, which has about eighteen thousand. And those venues would sell out with Todd in days when he would make his tours here. Wait, are you talking about wood like back in the 70s or wood like the last couple of years? Um, no? the, the big shows would be back in the 80s, 70s okay. and 80s. Mm-hmm. But he uh, still throws it. Is the Blossom Place an outdoor arena? Yes, yes. Okay, I've heard of that. Okay. So, oh, it's so funny. Somebody in the chat room typed, we're going to need a bigger venue, and that just reminds me of that line in Jaws where he says, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, speaking of, tell us a little bit about this venue. I understand from your conversation earlier that you saw Todd there back in the early 70s, which we believe was the same show our friend Mott was at back in 1973, which was her first concert, and Todd did a lot of the Wizard stuff, not the entire album, of course, but that was the considered the uh, Wizard a True Star tour. Uh, what's the venue like? Are people going to like it? Absolutely beautiful. It's a beautiful theater. He did do the, a show there in 73 or 74, and he did the first side of A Wizard of True Star, which to this day is amazing. And then he also did a lot of the Todd songs from it. And it, people still talk about that show to this day. <laughs> Let's see. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So Akron's ready for us, and you think we're going to sell out, so you think we might be doing a second show. I would almost guarantee it. All right. So you as a Todd fan, would you go to the second show as well? <laughs> I would welcome it. <laughs> All right. Cruiser Mail, I think we may be on to something here. Oh, my goodness. I'm getting chills. I really am. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the theater is awesome. We we got that right. Nice city we're going to be in with a reasonable cost. Definitely a fan base over there. We're on the front page of the newspaper for a Todd Rundgren gig. And I just told Malcolm about this yesterday, so that's pretty cool. We haven't even done a single advertisement. I haven't put it on the radio. I haven't put it in the newspaper. We don't have tickets on sale yet. But just so everybody will know, speaking of tickets, there's going to be some on Ticketmaster. Uh, the best way, unless they're gone, would be to go to our website, awatslive.com. We'll have that link up there as soon as we're ready to, to, you know, to get things going. It's just going to take a little while, but hopefully we'll, we'll have those on sale on Monday. So... Um, all right, Kip, is there anything else you want to tell us about that, this uh, gig or your town or anything we need to know? Um, Akron loves Todd, and we love, and we are looking very much forward to that visit. All right, man. Hey, thanks for calling in and telling us about it. Thank you. Hey, thanks, we appreciate Kip. it. All right, everybody, that's Kip from Akron, Ohio. We did not pay him to call. We did not bait that call. He emailed me this afternoon told me he was on my home page. I said, i got to, I got to hear about this. So I got him to call me, and we, we chatted it up. And uh tell you what, if it sold out that fast, that would be – Unbelievable. I'm scared. For, yeah. It's just, uh, wouldn't it be nice to go see Todd at this place? 2,500 people. That'd be in this, you know, beautiful theater. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah. I don't know if you've looked real closely. I know you have, Doug, but I'm talking to the peeps out there. I don't know if you guys have gotten a look at the photographs of the interior of this theater. It's absolutely breathtaking. It's got lots of gilded stuff going up on the sides of the stage and and the uh ceiling has stars 
and clouds that that very very slowly you know you have to actually sit there and watch them but they move across the sky as if you were you know outdoors so cool. it sounds magnificent yeah, if anybody's got any questions you want to ask, feel free to call in. This is just going to be a Wizard Tree Star Show. We tried to get Todd tonight, and uh, he is, uh, they've been on, kind of on tour watching Rex play baseball, and I think he's worn out 21 shows in 31 days. But uh, he did commit to coming on and talking about this, uh, just not this early. So we'll have him on soon enough. This is official. This is happening. There's no doubts there. One thing we're getting a lot of questions about is, is this going to be a tour? And truth be told, we have no idea. <laughs> I mean, it's not – the only guarantee is this show. And, of course, I'm, i i got to imagine Todd would love to, to go out and do more because you're going to have to bring in a band. They're going to have to learn this music. It's very difficult from what I understand. You know, it's going to take a couple of weeks or so to learn it. And then, you know, one night, um, you know, obviously it was worth it because he committed to doing it for one night. But if we could pull off two nights for him, I, I just know him and the band would probably be ecstatic. And I know the fans would be as well if we had that many interested in it. And then if it does that well, if we got anything to do with it, Cruiser Mel and I would love to take it somewhere else, like, say, the West Coast or something, and give them a taste of this action. But, you know, we can't guarantee any of that because we're not his normal promoters and we don't have any commitments for that and we don't know what this is going to do. I mean, it could be, you know, it could be a bomb for all we know. I really don't uh, believe that. I think Kip is closer we, to the We definitely <laughs> need to, uh, to uh, make progress on the first one in order for there to be a second or any third or any fourth. other one absolutely so let's just hope he's right and let's hope that our hunch is right that we did the right thing and that this is going to be big and we'll have a lot of fun with it so absolutely all right so we need y'all to call in tonight six four six seven one six nine two six two let's start with a testimonial from grady Motes. he sent us this on mp3 because our buddy grady is at a jay giles band concert tonight so here we go Todd's album, A Wizard, A True Star, came out at a time when my life was in a shambles. I'd been lead singer in keyboards in a popular southern rock band that had dissolved a year earlier. I was going through a divorce from the mother of my only child. I'd been a famous top 40 DJ in a medium market, Jackson, Mississippi, but left to try to restart my pop rock band career, and that didn't work out because the ensemble of players just wasn't communicating on any level. I found myself working for a great little top 40 radio station in a tiny college town in Mississippi, making not much more than minimum wage, and I was very confused. I was a hurting puppy. I was already a Todd fan, having loved every second of something anything, so when A Wizard, A True Star came in the mail from Warner Electro Atlantic, the distribution system for Bearsville Records, I immediately dove right in. And I found solace from a seeming kindred spirit and a nearly infinite auditory playground in which I could escape my problems for hours at a time. I played that album on air, even though it was being pretty much ignored by the rest of the radio industry, and even stole some of the sound effects Todd created in international feel and used them in the newscast open, bumpers, and close at WKOR, the king of rock. I was also deeply disappointed because I had missed out on the chance to get my name on the inner sleeve names poster because the promotional copy of Something Anything hadn't included the postcard, so I knew nothing about it until way too late. A Wizard, a True Star was the music that helped me get through that time, and it cemented me into Todd fandom for the rest of my life. It would be nearly a decade before I got to see him live for the first time in Boston in 1981. I surely made up for all the early years of shows I missed, but i got to tell you, getting to see A Wizard, a True Star performed live is, for me, 
pure heaven. How about that? Oh, you don't think he was in radio or anything, huh? <laughs> How about that professional Grady voice? That was cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Grady. We love Grady. It's all good. All right, so we got some callers lined up. It's all good now. All right, so we're going to start, <coughs> excuse me, with 216. You're on the air, RunGoRadio.com. Hey, Doug. Hey, Mel. It's Bender. Bender. Hi. How are you guys? Doing well. We're excited. So, oh, yeah. The excitement is its palpable. It's unbelievable. So I, I, you had to put me on after that, uh, after that you know, bit from Grady. I'm going to sound like <laughs> a doofus. You know, I have no echo chambers over here, nothing. <laughs> you got a good voice, so, man. You're made for this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, the the Wizard of True Star album. So, um, you know, when when I talk to people about like you, you know, I, I like to say like, what's your Todd story? Like, what was it that hooked you? And um, I I uh, I was born in '55, so you know, kind of growing up, music was always a good friend of mine. And you know, like I I I listened to music, you know, kind of in my bedroom when I was a kid, you, you know. Um, and could, you know, because you could always find some kind of tune to to relate to, and 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 in those teenage years and stuff. And uh, then in the in in the late '60s, I kind of became a big fan of the fact that, you know, I, I'm a believer that music could help change the world. You know, um, and then I noticed that kind of music from the late '60s and stuff seemed to be fading. But I'm still a big fan of it. You know, the uh, that, that 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 Crosby, Stills, Nash, Young era and all that stuff. Um, and I'll never forget the first, you know, what, what hit me with the Wizard of True Star album. I was in my first year of college, 73, 74, um, you know, went home for like the holiday break in December. I come back, uh, to college in, you know, that first week of January and some guy that I had met that fall, um, from Pittsburgh, uh, comes into my room with a little cassette tape. And I look, he says, you got to hear this. You know, he had been home and he got this cassette tape when he was home on break. He says, you got to hear this. And I looked at the cover. I thought, what? You know, like you look at that cover, you think, this is wild. And and, and we sat down in, in my dorm room and listened to it, you know, probably three, four times that night. And, and it and it changed my life. I thought, you know, here, here was a, you know, I was listening to this other stuff, you know, Woodstock and, you know, the Crosby, Stills and Nash people talking about changing the world. I thought this guy's going like way beyond changing the world. Like this is, you know, this is this is heavy stuff, and uh, and that was it. Like you know, in fact, to this day, I've often wondered where Mike Casey is from Pittsburgh. You know, because it was one of those little things that uh, you know I, I heard that album, and it 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 blew me away. It changed my life, and you know, for over thirty five years now, you know been following this guy and listening to his music and his, you know, his teachings and all that kind of stuff. It's just been unbelievable. So to think that we're going to be able to hear that, that album live is just, is just incredible. It's just incredible. So when you so, say it's changed your life, because we've heard that several times, is that because it made you start listening to Todd and then Todd had to influence you over, you know, over the times you've listened to him, or was it? Did that album have some other significance other than getting you into Todd Rundgren? Well, no, it 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 did have other significance. Uh, you know, that, that's that's a funny, that's a good question, Doug. But like up until that point, I was I was I was a serious music listener, and then you know, so like obviously on the Wizard of True Star album, there's some serious stuff. You know, serious. You, you, you know, but then there's also fun stuff. 
And and it was the first time I realized like you can play music, you can you can write music that that has an impact on people's lives, and you can still have fun, you know. Um, and so you know, but it opened the door to like what Todd was going to do then, you know, for the next forty. <laughs> 35 years, yeah. you know, whatever, you know. Um, and uh, But that was one significant thing it did to me was I, I realized, you know, you can be cool and have fun. You know, you, you, you can have fun and still be cool. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it was uh, – it, it just was amazing. And, uh, um, you know, Todd doing – Go ahead. I was going to say like the soul medley, you know. Like it, – it, Here's a white guy. I, I, I always used to think like Todd did the soul medley to prove that white guys can sing too. <laughs> and that is, yeah. you know, see, that's going to be a treat because uh, after watching these arena shows, which I absolutely, without doubt, love, but to to go see Todd do all this weirdness and then end up doing that medley, I want to be like, this is the, you know, this is a different and wild experience to see all these different types of songs together and, and especially yeah. that, that's going to be really cool because he hasn't done that kind of stuff in a long time that I know of. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, fun stuff. Well, I'm, so. I'm Bender, I, I just need to ask you, or I'm sorry, your name is Mike. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, no, Bender works. Okay, I'm, I don't know the right way to ask this, but mm. let's just say we're not talking I, about I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not married, no. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Uh, well, that was that was a quest. That was like question number three with me. But let's back up our website dot com. Yeah, really. Uh, no, let's just say we're talking about some of the other guys that lived in the uh, dormitory with you, um, and the ones that really, really latched onto this album were they, in particular, the ones that were partaking of herb, or did it just appeal to? Even the the yuppies or whatever they were called back in '73. Yeah, I don't think yuppies was invented yet, but uh, it, it, it. But yes, uh, there, there there may have been some uh, you know herbal stuff going around, but I think it appealed to everybody. I mean, it appealed to everybody, and uh, you know at least the crowd that I hung around with, and uh, um, you know it. Uh, I, I think it had that. You know, that would be interesting to, you know, see some of these people again and, and, and see how long, you know, if, if it has lasted with them. But, uh, you know, in terms of the appeal, it appealed to everybody. And, you know, that, that Kip that was talking about Todd, I mean, he would sell out. He, he used to sell out the Cleveland, Cleveland Stadium back in the 70s, mm. you know, 70,000 people. So it was, you know, um, it, it's a huge fan base up there, and it will it'll absolutely sell out. Awesome. So, are you planning yeah. on coming, Mike? I'm sorry. Are you planning on being there? I'm gonna. Are, are you kidding me? <laughs> what kind of question is that? Yeah, of course I'm gonna be there. And uh, the thing that you, you know, when uh, so I was at the Cleveland show that that Kip was talking about, you know, last Thursday, and uh, you know, after the show was over, we started talking to people about you know awatchlive.com and telling them what was it about. And, uh, you know, everybody who we mentioned it to was blown away. I mean, you know, the looks on people's faces to think that, you know, when we told them about, about the show and stuff, um, I mean, it was, it was huge. I, I mean, I've equ- when I'm talking to people who aren't Todd fans, 
I, I equate this show to the Beatles getting back together to do the White Album. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so. I think, Mike, you're probably going to, what's going to be kind of fun for some of you guys, not not myself, I'm a little younger, but you're probably going to be reunited with people you haven't seen in a long time. They used to go to Todd shows, and they may be coming in from out of town. You know, we got a couple from the U.K. already. It's it's um, I'm getting a lot of emails, people telling me their stories, you know, how long they've liked Todd and how they saw him in the 70s and this, that, and other. It's it's um, it's going to be quite a dynamic crowd. I don't think we're yeah. going to worry about the hello, it's me factor at this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I don't think so. And it's just, uh, uh, you know, it's it's going to be an event. Um, I mean, it really is. I, I, uh, I, I talked to one of the hotels uh, in, in Akron. Mm-hmm. And I, I called to book a room, and I said I need to book a room for September 6th. And they said, "Are you are you with the Todd Rundgren crowd?" Like th- I didn't even say anything. They said, "Are you with the Todd Rundgren crowd?" Yeah, we and, heard uh, those stories too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I said, to, "I said, yeah." Like, is the whole hotel sold out yet? Yeah, and they said, "No, but it's looking like it." Wow. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think that hotel's going to know what's hit it. They're probably thinking we're all you know 60 year olds and. Uh, Pretty close, some of some well, um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, but right? even if we what all we were year olds, we all party like rock stars. So I was going to say, yeah, what 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 was that saying down in Hawaii? Uh, Sixty is the new thirty. There you go. So uh, speaking of travel plans, let me mention this: we got a possibility of Monday night. If if all this talk, everybody's saying it's going to sell out and all that, if that's true, we will definitely do everything we can to do a repeat, and then. Saturday night, we're working on something for anybody who's coming in early, or if you haven't planned on, you might want to. We haven't got all ironed out yet, but, you know, we're, we're going to have some kind of, you know, get-together, and, and Todd won't be there, so if that's what you're thinking, that's not the case, and the band won't be there and all that. They'll be practicing, hopefully. But it's we'll be showing some old Todd videos and have some music and maybe some uh, musicians, you know, that want to play some Todd music for us, stuff like that. It'll be kind of just a good get-together. So plan on coming in early if you want, and we'll uh, we'll put something together for that too. And it won't be any big, expensive, crazy thing. Just you know, five or ten bucks to get in to help pay for the uh, video and things we have to to put up, all the equipment, and then you know buy your drinks and have a good time. Yeah, sounds like fun. It's it's going to be awesome. All right, man. Well, Bender, we appreciate your story. We've got a few more people ready to share, so uh, we'll see you in a few good, months. Good talking to you guys. Bye, all right, Mike. Man, see you. Bye. I don't know. I don't know, Doug. I, I picture people, you know, bumping into each other in the elevators or whatever, and having spontaneous sing-alongs, kind of like in in Hawaii, how it was, you know. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah. it's so cool. Yep, I remember those. A few of those sing-alongs. Okay, very good. Seven seven zero. You're with us. Hello, Doug. Yes. Mel, it's Chris Craddock. Hey, Chris Craddock. Hey, this is my maiden voyage on Rundgren Radio. There you go. You know, we forgot to announce. We had it on our list to announce your video, so let's, let's oh, go. Oh, yeah, I can, I can go there if you want. Yeah, please. Yeah, tell us all about it. Well, this particular moment in time right now is exactly 35 years ago tonight at this time, the very first time I saw Todd in concert. Wow. Nice. Oh. Today, today is the anniversary, and right now it should have been about the time. Well, um, that particular show... Uh, as it turns out, about 20 years after I saw that particular show, I found out that Gio Bruno had also attended that show and had recorded it with his dad's 8mm camera. Not the entire show, but a lot of little snippets of, uh, of clips of, of different tunes. 
And uh, and not only that, but he brought in, somehow smuggled in a little cassette recorder, had that sitting in his lap, and recorded the whole show in audio. And uh, and I, I got a copy of that probably about 12 years ago and sat on it uh, for forever until this announcement about uh, the Awats tour or the Awats show came up, and uh, that just inspired me to, to get it out, plug it into my editing system, and try to match up the audio with the video best I could. And, and keep in mind, the video is pretty crude. This was long before the days of VHS camcorders. And, uh, and so anyway, I, I pieced it together, finished that up last night, posted it on YouTube. So anyone that wants to see it can do a search for uh, Todd Rundgren, Memphis, 1974, and you can watch that clip. There is also one older clip that's 1973 that Geo also shot, but there is absolutely no sound with that. That show wasn't recorded audio-wise anyway, and so it's just video. But it's uh, it's fun to watch those. Uh, for me, uh, having uh, been to that, that was my very first Todd show. It was uh, it was really awesome the first time I saw that footage and relived it. And even last night after I finished putting the two pieces together. Uh, and was watching that. I mean, it was it, it was bringing back floods of memories. I could I could remember so much of that, and uh, was so inspired as a 15 year old at the time. And that's what got me hooked. Um, I 35 grew up, years ago. Happy anniversary, 30, by the way. Well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and I grew up in a little little small town in Mississippi. Uh, in fact, it's Clarksdale, Mississippi, which is the supposedly the birthplace of the blues and the home of the Crossroads, where Robert Johnson sold his soul to the devil. And that awesome. Sort of yeah. And so, so that's that was kind of interesting because I grew up in a birthplace of the blues type place and never realized it, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, would drive to Memphis to see concerts. But uh, the uh, much like uh, Todd, I guess in some ways, I grew up you know, as a as a electronics geek. I used to play with anything that was electronics, take take stuff apart, put it back together again, and eventually went to school and studied electronics and becoming you know getting involved in engineering and that sort of thing. But uh, always always had a love for music and uh i would say wizard of true star was the one album that really really turned me on to creativity and and really kind of paved the way for me to start doing more creative things in my life and eventually i got out of electronics and got into production and started i actually went to school for audio production but eventually ended up in video production which is what i do today but uh it's 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 definitely in part to Todd and and definitely in part to listening to that album and thinking my gosh listen listen to what this guy did with this equipment what he was able to put together I don't even know how he came up with these sounds I mean this was in the experimental days when people were starting to come up with synthesizers and you know all these different machines that could do things and uh, it was just amazing amazing to me I actually used to take my stereo speakers when I couldn't find a good pair of headphones and put them on each side of my head. <laughs> and sit between the stereo speakers and uh, and turn on Wizard. And it got to the point where I knew Wizard so well that I could sit in a room by myself with no equipment and I could play the song, the whole album in my head from start to finish. And uh, and I actually did that several times, you know, just to see if I could. <laughs> and just <laughs> note by note, it, it, it was that inspiring to me and, and really uh, it's been always been one of my favorite albums. So I'm awesome. super psyched about this show. Well, let me... Let me uh expand on your story there with Gio Bruno, who, who yeah. is uh, somebody Mel and I know, of course, we met him at some of the shows, and Gio, his family had a restaurant, and I believe it was after that show that mm-hmm. uh, Todd and the band, I, I, there's a picture he sent me, and I had it on Facebook and maybe on our site for a while, of him with uh, Todd Eaton and John Siegler as well, when we had John on the show, we were kind of showing this picture, it's really old school. And yes. Yeah. So yeah. they ate there, and 
so Gio's known Todd for a long time, and eventually he, he's related to somebody in the Clinton family, and he was able to set it up where Todd and Michelle got to go meet Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton, I assume, at the White House for some kind of shindig. And I know most fans, but not everybody, probably has seen those pictures of uh, Michelle with Todd, I mean with Bill, and of course he's, uh, you know how Mr. Clinton is, he's, he's checking out the, um, <laughs> what shall we say, uh, the goodies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a funny picture, they're shaking hands, and you know, he's radar on. So anyway, good stuff, man. That was a good story. And yeah, I actually got to meet Gio for the first time at the uh, Dallas concert that uh, both of you guys were at. Uh, oh, yeah, that's year. when I met him first time. Well, that and, was uh, the two, uh, 2007 show, but yeah, cool. Yeah, and it turns out that, uh, oddly enough, when he was recording that show, that uh, he said he told me where he was sitting in the theater when he recorded it, mm-hmm. and I swear I could have been next to him. It was it was the same wow. place that I was sitting, basically. So that was uh, that was really surprising. Well, so... Who do you remember? I'm, I'm guessing you do, but who who else was playing with Todd in that show? Oh, that was the entire uh, first, not the not the very first Utopia, but the Mach Two, basically. Okay. It was uh, it was Siegler and Ralph Shuckett, um, and Frog. Um, uh, what's what's the name of uh, the drummer? Um, John. No, no, I'm thinking of the one from the album. Um, wow. Yeah, uh, you hadn't uh, asked me. I could uh, told you. Elman, Kevin Elman. Yeah, Kevin Elman, that's right. Yeah. It was, anyway, it was that whole band. Uh the same one that did the the Utopia theme on the album. And uh, and it was it was incredible. And it was the first time any of us had heard any of the Utopia music live. Wow. Uh, and uh it was it was pretty incredible. <laughs> awesome. So who do you uh who would you like to see in this band? Uh, I don't we don't have any idea by the way. I know people would love to have band updates. We would certainly like to have it, but we have no idea. We do know it's going to be a band, so anybody who thinks that we're going back to 30, 40 years ago and Todd's going to be up there with a tape machine, you're mistaken. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. will be a band. So, uh, Well, who, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. I know, who would you like to see? Well, I've, I've seen some rumors floating around and different people on, on the TR forum saying, you know, what who they'd like. And uh, the one thing that keeps standing out to me, well, for one, I'd love to see uh, David Sanborn play saxophone. I mean, that's, oh, yeah. that's definitely, definitely a big plus there. Yep. Um, I, I think keeping Prairie in his drums, he's he's just one of the best drummers there is. I think that's great. Jesse's great for guitar. Chasm's great for bass. Um, then that opens up. Well, who's going to produce all these weird sounds, you know? And some people mention John Forensic. I think he he's probably up to that task. Uh, the fact that you know M Frog has been dismissed, you know, in several interviews as you know we really don't know what he did. He twisted knobs. But I think that if you take the Wizard album, you take the Todd album and the Utopia album, a lot of those weird sounds are what makes those albums. And uh, and I'm sure a lot of it's you know Todd telling him what to do and, and uh, saying you know hey I kind of like that let's make it do this you know. But uh, but since those three albums there hasn't been as much of that. I mean there's you know Roger came in and Roger played you know synthesizer but he didn't play noisemaker <laughs> you know so much and so you still have a lot of creativity with Roger but you didn't have those weird bizarre uh mixture of sounds that you have on on those three albums and um so I think John Forensic is probably up to the task I don't know you know exactly if he knows the Wizard album you know by heart but I'm sure he could learn it and uh if M Frog was up to the task and could remember where that equipment is and could still do it that would be fun <laughs> yeah that'd be pretty cool Kevin Elman on drums wouldn't be wouldn't be bad, but of course I know yeah. we've got a lot of prayer fans. I'm one of them. I'd love to see him involved. Of yep. course, um, 
Yeah, that that's the keyboards to me are the and the and the horns are going to be the most interesting because you got to you got to guess that Chasm and Jesse. I mean, I just can't imagine those two wouldn't be involved, and Prairie really too. So it comes down to uh, and I don't know these this information. We we made no requests and we know nothing, but uh, just you know I, I got to think a lot of us are assuming that. So I'm really interested in seeing who the keyboardists are, and the horns. That's going to be a lot of fun. Well, what would be really cool, and I know this is a real stretch, is if uh, is if you had a mixture of uh, of different musicians who could come in and play on different songs. If if the album wasn't going to be wow. played from start to finish, nonstop without any breaks, you know, if there were actually going to be breaks and it was done kind of uh, you know along the style of storytellers, you know, that, that series, then you could actually bring in different mus- musicians for different songs, you know, and yeah. say, hey, by the way, you know. Yeah, here, here comes our saxophone player, you know, David Sanborn. You know, he comes in, they do three or four of the songs with saxophone in it. I know what you're thinking about, Cruiser Mel. Uh, what do you mean? Back to the bars, you got to be. Come of on. Of course. There you go. She's in I the chat room. That, I, w- I had that on yesterday, I guess, when I was running around the house. And, uh, oh, I, I, that, the stuff from AWATS, when it's done live, is, it's just amazing stuff. I can't wait to hear Zen Archer. I mean, oh, that's a biggie for me. Well, don't wait too long because we're going to probably play it tonight. i got a bootleg of Zen Archer that's really cool and fun. But uh, anyway, hey. Chris, we appreciate you calling in. We've got a stack of callers. It's like we got Todd or Michelle yeah. on or something. Everybody wants to tell hey, their story, you. I guess, which is awesome. Appreciate it. You guys are doing a great job. Hey, man, oh. thanks a lot for calling in. We look forward to seeing you in September. All right. I'll be there. All right. Very cool. Everybody go check out Chris and Gio's uh, video on YouTube. Yeah, very cool. Old school, right. man. Gotta I'll take love care. that. All right, buddy. See you. Okay, 562, you're with us. Well, hey, good morning, everybody. This is Brian Grace calling. Hey, Brian. Are you bullwinkle today or what? Uh, I was trying to be great emotes there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to have the echo, man. <laughs> What's up? That was, my, uh, that was actually my DJ voice. Uh, hey, Brian, would you like to play sax on this? I'm just wondering. <laughs> No. How did you guess? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. Well, listen, man. First of all, I want to say how awesome this whole thing is that you, you and Cruiser Mel actually got this thing in motion. You know, it's just amazing that this is actually going to happen, man. It's it's very wild, kind of surreal. Yeah. Well, we're excited just as much as everybody else. Looking totally, forward to man. It. And it looks like there's going to be a, a a real hell of a turnout too. Yeah, so you got uh, you're going to come in, I assume. Um, there's going to be that's at least three people from California coming in that, that I know of, and that's that's a long that's a long way away from from home, you know. Absolutely. Uh, so I didn't wanted to know if OC Sherry was going too. She is. I, I, oh, great, great. Yep. And there was uh, shoot, I knew somebody else from California, I thought, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. But there's definitely some Californians coming in. Texas, we know of Maryland, we know of UK. We have two from the UK. Uh, it's all over the place. Well, you know, oh, I'm sorry, it's Roger, Roger Lander. Hello, Roger and CC coming in from California. TRConnection.com. Yeah, mm-hmm. they'll be there. That's cool. Yep. Well, anyway, um, I'm trying to be a part of the AWATS band. I actually emailed Michelle yesterday about this i haven't heard anything back yet like to be a sax player of course uh, god knows i had a great time playing in um vegas with todd for the one song my my big uh <laughs> your big debut <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah we had a good time being in vegas oh it was awesome yeah. yeah so i'm hoping todd will remember me from that and maybe i can carry that over to um 
something else. Hey, uh, if fans can put on the show like Mel and I are doing, maybe a fan can play on the show. You know, maybe a fan can play on yeah. the show. That's what I'm hoping. Anything's man. possible, man. If you would have told me, I don't know. Yeah. This was going to happen. I wouldn't believe it for the world. Well, I, I had a question for show. you. Yeah, I have a ahead. question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chosen 220, can we talk about that? Sure. What's the story with those tickets? Are okay. they? Um, <laughs> Let's yeah. rephrase that, though. It's not a Chosen 220. Well, I, I'm sorry. No, I shouldn't say that. That was a term somebody used on, on TRC. Okay, so here's the deal, and um, we'll just, you know, let's just get it out because we want to have it where people understand this and they don't okay. get confused. We, in order for Cruiser Mel and I to do this, you know, Todd has to have a full band, and they got to practice, and, and there's cost associated with that. And then to have a big venue, there's cost associated with that. So we're the promoters here, so it's our money that we're putting up to make this happen, assuming we're going to get enough ticket sales. That's how it works. So before we wanted to make that commitment, we asked people that had been to our Vegas event and our Philly event if they would commit to going to this show. And we were looking for 300 people at the time. And then we knew if we had 300 people that committed, we knew we were good. You know, we knew that was that was a good sign. So we decided to change that to 220 because we realized that 220, I mean, 300 is going to be a little bit too hard to manage, and it was going to, um, it was it was just a, a situation where we decided just to drop it a little bit. And then we we had, we got, you know, about 100 or so from our previous groups. Then we hit up the, the uh, A-Wizard list. Now, the A-Wizard list, to my knowledge, has over 1,500 people on it. I don't know how many it is exactly. So you got to think that about 2,000 people got this email about this pre-sale group opportunity and this commitment. And some people hesitated. And some people, you know, said they wanted it, but they didn't reply when we asked them to reply once they heard the price. And, you know, some people just didn't get it or whatever. Things happened. And we got rid of that 220 on the on the, um, on the the 20th of this month. It was gone. So it happened rather fast, especially once we hit that A-Wizard list because so many people are on it. So, you know, the people that have emailed us since then, we're going to take care of those people as well. And they know that. Um, but the 220... They were the ones who kind of, in a way, took a chance with us, you know, even though we didn't make them pay us or anything. We just kind of knew most of them, and we were comfortable with moving forward. So that's the story behind that. We didn't handpick them. I don't even know half the people on there, and neither does Cruiser Mail, because they came from the A-Wizard list, and uh, that's what happened. So, But here's the deal. It's 2,580 seats, and there's only 220 people that are going to get that. So that's not even 10% of the venue. So if anybody thinks you're not going to get a good seat, you're sadly mistaken. I well, guess my question is, wait. <laughs> yes. My question is: Is the 220? Um, are we still going to get? If I'm if I am part of the 220, mm-hmm. uh, allegedly. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> you listen to Jim Rome. <laughs> are we gonna Are we gonna still be able to uh, have good seats? I mean, like the primo seats, or, or is it like up for grabs on Monday? Those, uh, two, those 220 will get to choose first. Yes. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. Yeah, yeah. But the people who aren't in that group, don't get your feelings hurt because we didn't do it on purpose, and don't think that you're not going to get good seats. Go look at the seating chart. <laughs> it, there's going to be plenty. Believe that. It's plenty yeah. of great seats at this place. So not a problem. And very good sight lines. Um, I've heard wonderful things about the sound in this venue, too. So Awesome. It's going to be great. It, how many... It's got, like, two balconies and a loge, so think about yeah. that. I mean, everyone's going to be able to see. 
Yeah, right. somebody's asking in the chat room about the loge. I don't know how far it goes over. What I can tell you is this. The the venue told us, and this is their opinion, and, you know, some people don't like us to give opinion on this show, but we're going to do that anyway. Their opinion is that the lows are the best seats. So take that for what it is. Now, you have some people that we know about, the Burnsides, for example, Lois, for example, Veggie Girl, for example. They want to be up against that stage as close as they can. So, you know, good luck. Maybe they get those seats. Maybe they don't. But some other people, might, that might not be their thing. I would recommend maybe they think about the low seats. But there's plenty of floor seats. There will be plenty of floor seats, you know, for people who aren't in the 220. Believe that. It's not going to be a problem. Plenty well, of seats. And I guess when all is said and done, I'm hoping I don't have a seat. I'm hoping I'll be on stage with Tom. There you go. See, what are you worried about? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, another thing is if we do the Monday night show, yeah, uh, it's 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 uh, free for all, man. We we won't be doing yeah, any of this pre-sale mess. It's been a, it's been a, a lot of hard work, and we do appreciate the people in it because then that that made us move forward. But and without them, we we might not have done that. But uh, you know, there's there's a lot of emails that go behind it, and there's just a lot of stuff the ticket company has to do and all that good stuff. So if we open up Monday, everybody's on their own, and and uh, that's the way it'll work. I'll tell so, you what, guys, I'm afraid Doug's BlackBerry is going to. Ex- <laughs> number of emails and text messages that yeah. he's getting. Poor thing, you know. If if he if you guys end up killing his BlackBerry, uh, I'm not well, sure I'm a new what one. he's gonna do. Pitch in for a new one. For him. Yeah. The least we can do for putting this together. Yeah, and and uh, <laughs> don't get your feelings hurt if I haven't emailed you back. Uh, and if it takes several days, you may want to email me again. It's 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 crazy. I mean, that's we're just and and it's a good problem to have. I mean, we're getting so many emails that I'm really buying into what Kip is selling, that we're going to sell this out and we're going to sell it out fast. And there's nothing that would, of course, obviously make us happier. And then uh, there's nothing that I think, well, I don't know. I don't know what makes Todd happy, but I can't imagine he wouldn't be happy to walk in and see 2,500 people going ape shit for this show. Yeah. Yeah, and the band I bet he never was. thought 35, 36 years ago when he was writing all this that that anyone would even be listening to it that many years later, much less begging for him to play it, so... It's got to feel pretty yeah. good. It's just got to. Definitely yeah. a testament to the how great that music is, you know, and the people still really want to hear it, and you know, and I just I don't hear that kind of experimentation nowadays in, in music, you mm-hmm. know, well, um, as a matter or, or of, that kind of creativity for that matter, you know. As a matter of fact, uh, I was reading uh, some little review snippets uh, over the last few days of that album and. There was one, and it was from, Doug, was it 2005 that I sent to you, I think? It wasn't all that long ago, and uh, it was a online progressive rock review site of some sort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2005, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the guy was talking about how, you know, at the time when the album came out, of course, it was right after Hello, It's Me and all that poppy sound, and then this was just complete, you know, turnaround from that and that a lot of people thought that was career suicide for Todd. And I think, now I'm probably misquoting it, but his last line in his review was, if this is career suicide, there's a whole lot of bands that need to be committing suicide. <laughs> um, well, I thought that was that was a compliment, I'm sure. So Underhanded compliment. Yeah. Well, it was definitely a compliment for Todd. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. so, Brian, give yes, us... Dear. Give us the uh, 
what that album meant to you when it came out, or are you even old enough to have remembered it when it came out? Oh, I was, I don't know. I, first of all, I wasn't old enough to, to really know about it, but I'm kind of probably Doug's age around that era. But I discovered Todd um, with Something Anything. You know, that was my first, cause I actually bought the cassette of Something Anything when the cassettes were uh, back in the 80s, <laughs> when those were big. And then the next album I bought was Healing, right after Something Anything. I was smitten with Something Anything. I was like, oh, my God, this is like the second coming of the Beatles, you know, because I was a big Beatles fan. But this, this guy did everything himself, which was just totally amazing to me. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I was doing things, everything by myself, too, so I was really interested in his production and how he got certain sounds. So I was really into Todd from a musician's standpoint as well as a producer's standpoint. And I would really um, listen to his, his albums very carefully. And, and, and Something Anything was the first foray into that whole world. And then, like I said, I saw the album cover of Healing. I said, wow, this looks really spiritual. Let me buy this one. So that was my second one. And after I heard that, I was pretty much hooked. And then I think Wizard True Star came third because I, the the first because the uh, cover was so funky looking. <laughs> I was like, wow, I wonder where this was in Todd's progression because I didn't have like a, um, you know, a musical progression in in front of me like I don't know like from start to finish to the chronology of his albums. But that was like the third album I bought, and then I was totally blown away again. <laughs> Very nice. So that, you know, hearing that, and of course there's a lot of horns on that album, and and that was attractive to me as well. You know, the Zen Archer is one of my favorite songs, like Mel was talking about earlier. Just just a great song, great chord changes, and uh, just really stimulating song. You know, it's, it's, very, real it's very theatrical too, I think. Yeah. You well, know, how, many, how many horns do you think they would need to do this live? I would say probably um, three. They would probably need, I don't know, maybe two sax players, a trumpet player, and a trombone, four. Wow. Like one tenor to really pull it off well. Like on a song like Sometimes I Don't Know What to Feel, mm-hmm. I believe the Brecker Brothers did that originally uh, back in 73 with Todd, or maybe it was 72, late 72, when the album was recorded. Mm-hmm. And um, he's not with us, unfortunately, anymore. So, I, um, and I know Sanborn. I think he had a part as well on on that album. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he did the um, the Zen Archer solo. I think he probably did. Uh, he mentioned what song he was on. I don't think that was it. Um, I know he was on Initiation. I think he was. Yeah, definitely on that one. I thought it was Dust in the Wind, if I'm not mistaken. Did that have some uh, sax in it? No, that was Michael Brecker. He did the sax solo on Dust in the Wind. He did. He was the saxophone on side four of something, anything. Hmm. Okay. So any any time you hear a sax, that's going to be Michael Brecker. Yeah, Dust in the Wind, of course, not on Watts, but uh, I, I thought I remember him saying that. Um, and the Moogie subject came up. Um, I don't remember what he said. If he said anything about being on a Wizard True Star, I mean, I know it's on there, but I don't remember the song. Yeah, I ben think Archie it was, was a little good. early for David Sanborn. I, I don't think he was on that album, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. So, but um, it'd be great, great to stuff. have. Him. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Great to have I, you. I would Hi, be Brian. honored to play on that on this thing, man. I'm telling you, I'm trying to lobby. I'm seeing Todd in uh, Hollywood for the Rock and Roll Fantasy. Oh, cool! Camp. Yeah, nice. I'll let you guys know how that went. Mm-hmm. Are you going? You're going to the concert they're having? Yeah, I'm going to the concert on Sunday um, to check Todd out, mostly, you know, and uh, and uh, see how, and maybe get a chance to talk to him and, and lobby for this uh, show too, obviously. All right. Well, good luck with that, Mr. Grace. Yes, well, sir. We appreciate you calling us in and giving us your story, man. Pleasure. All right. So it looks like, uh, according to our chat room, it was in Archer. They think that David Sanborn was on. I saw. Oh, him yeah, he was definitely on that album. If you read the the liner notes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I would love to have David Sanborn. Bobby Strickland, of course, who's popular uh, for lots of reasons, but of course a Todd Stalker. All right. So we got two calls from five one two. This is five one two four four two. You're with us. Hello. It's Hello. me. Hello, Hello. Chief. Hello, it's me. Hello, it's you. Who is it? How's it going? It's Mark. What's up? How you doing? How you doing? I'm stoked, man. Can you tell? Just a little stoked. <laughs> so, Mott, is it true this was your first Todd show? Was it this venue? It was, but if I'm not mistaken, it was 1974, March 23rd, 1974. Okay, okay. Um, I was. This is the funny thing, and if y'all have heard it before, because I've been blabbing, uh, forgive the Department of Redundancy Department, <laughs> but I went there after listening. I stole my sister's um, ballad of Todd Rundgren album, and then I listened to Runt, and then I picked up something, anything. So when I went to go see Todd at the tender age of whatever, don't make me do the math, I got really blitzed. I'll let you guys use your imagination. And I was expecting him to come out with brown hair, sit on a stool, strum a guitar, do some love songs and some pop ballads and expecting something, anything. And uh, I sat down on the floor of the aisle in front of the orchestra pit. Back in the day, they didn't make you get up as long as you sat your ass down. And I'm sitting there and I'm waiting for him to come out with his brown hair and his guitar and it starts off with that, you know, airplane sound and he comes barreling out in these multicolored outfit and his hair is flying I'm like holy shit I guess that stuff hit me I thought <laughs> I was imagining a lot of it because it was just so over the top and not at all what I had planned on seeing and my face was literally on the floor and it wrecked my head and it made me the weirdo that I am today <laughs> <laughs> you're not a weirdo oh yeah I, I try hard um, oh, so but, you're, you're definitely coming to the show we know that right I mean, it would be wrong for me not to. Um, absolutely. You're like our poster child for this show. I kind of sort of should be, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm like a, of this Speaking show. of, let's go down that road just for a second. There was uh, we've got, we do have permission to do an event poster and an event T-shirt. Yeah. So we're working on that. We we really, we got a couple ideas. We haven't, uh, if you want to suggest an idea, we'd be more than happy to listen to it. Thank you. Because it's got to be something cool. And um, we got a couple of people working on it to present us some stuff. And I actually, <laughs> I actually sent a letter to Arthur Wood, who was the original artist for the original album. Right. So Did he he's seventy-seven. Well, I just sent it. He's seventy-seven. I've emailed his son a couple times. I haven't got any response yet, but you never know. Wouldn't that be wild? Well, that would be awesome. And frankly, I don't know how the fuck you can top that artwork. Um, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I'm not going to say we're going to try to do that, but we got to have a cool poster and we got to have a cool. Uh, t-shirt of course you know that's the concert thing and if y'all want to suggest of course i don't need any more emails so how about doing it on trc or something <laughs> but you know okay. like uh, what color shirts you might want or any ideas you got we're listening you know oh. we're open-minded on those kind of things we just want to have something cool because we, we're allowed to do it so i'm honored nice. 
ask me one thing I would I would like to do for all y'all. Yes, I said all y'all. Being <laughs> is if everybody wants to get in the spirit of things because it is kind of like a flashback kind of thing. Mm-hmm. If we all glammed out and got into costume and then they thought. Mm-hmm. Wear his spandex. He wouldn't be the only geriatric in spandex. Um, and we all look like total goobers. It'd be yeah. even more fun because it would be like a costume ball flash flashback, and yeah. wouldn't even need the acid. The same concert becomes a theme party. It can yeah, I would love to do the face and body painting for those who come unadorned. You know, twenty five hundred people. Hey man, I'll sit in the lobby <laughs> and paint as many people as I can. Because that would be something I could donate towards the cause, and it's you know I just think it'd be fun. It would be fun. Anything, anything yeah. to be different and fun. That's what the album was all about. Really, sounds like. So yeah. It's such a fabulous album, and like I said, it, it really changed my life because when I first saw him, I, I was just so blown away by this music, and I had never heard it before, and it just literally opened my ears, and they were bleeding, and my eyes were popped out of my head, and this little light bulb went off over my head, and if you can imagine that, because I was, like I said, under the influence, I, this light bulb went off over my head, and it's like. I want to do costumes for rock stars when I grow up. And it was literally like a month or two later, I saw Parliament Funkadelic at the same venue. And what they had in common was purple eyeshadow and pink glitter platform boots. And I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do when I grow up, thinking, you know, a pipe dream. And who knew that I would ever get to meet these people, much less befriend them and have them wear my artwork on stage. I'm just... It's been a full circle thing for me. So for me to be at this event 35 years later, I have to. Unless I'm dead, I will be there. I like that attitude. And, um, you know, I really don't have, you know, a, a bunch of bucks right now. Everybody's been hit by the economy, and especially, hello, the entertainment business. Um, you know, still walkers, clowns, and body painters are kind of low in the... Hello? Hello? Um, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, anyway, weird happened, but you're there. Weird happens, but anyway, um, I really can't afford to do this, but it would it it would be wrong for me not to be there because it seemed to me that God or Todd or somebody just dropped this in my motherfucking lap. Oop, I, <laughs> you know, and I've been really thinking about you know how I I love all the stuff you're doing, Doug and Mel, but I'm like, geez, can you guys wait a while so we can recoup and give up <laughs> for the next one? But I don't care if I had to take out a loan. I would have to be at this particular show because I've always loved the theater so much that every time I would go home to visit family, I would always, like, take a day to go down to the Civic and do the tour and just scope it out because I had so many fond memories of this place. It's such a fabulous venue. Did you go see it yet, Doug? We've seen the photos. We've not ever been in this venue, no. It's amazing, and it was built over the Ohio Canal, so it almost feels like you're outside, too, because it's kind of damp and... It makes you feel like you're outside in a Mediterranean courtyard. And when I saw Todd do this, he looked like a court jester in this outdoor courtyard. And it was just amazing. And he's waving his wand and he's scampering up these huge speaker stacks. And I think he must have been under the influence of something, too, because the guy was moving like, you know, I've never seen a man move. And when he did Zen Archer and was dodging those arrows that were so perfectly tuned to where you could hear the arrows like hit a certain spot and it would just miss him and he would jump out of the way and then he'd run around the piano and hide under the piano and just the, the arrows damn near hit him visually only it was all audio. I mean, that's, it was an amazing show. So that's what he was world. doing in that video of Geo. 
Yeah, I saw that. That was really cool. But I okay, mean, I didn't know what he was doing. He just looked kind of like my dog when my dog spazzes out. So right when when the storm comes and dogs trying to hide. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he was literally, you know, just avoiding these audio arrows, and it was just. I mean, I could literally see him because it, it was such an amazing, magical place. And I, I honestly thought I was fabricating a lot of this in my head. And when they <laughs> they came back out for the second half of the show, because Todd did the first half of the show all with tapes, so he would sit down and do piano, or he'd switch over to sax, or he'd switch over to guitar. It was really awesome. And then when he came back for the second half of the show, they all came out in these pink satin onesie jumpsuits that were skin tight, zip up the front. And, of course, M-Frog had this tight green bodysuit looked like it was painted on him, and they opened up with Utopia. And when the song Utopia ended, all these ping-pong balls fell from the ceiling, thousands of them. And I'm like, tracers, 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 tracers. <laughs> <laughs> One of them hit me in the head, and I grabbed it. and like, okay, this is not in my head. This is really happening. You need your head. Yeah, you need your head. And uh, it's just, uh, to this day, it is the best show I've ever seen to date, bar none, by any musician. And, you know, it, it really... I don't know what to say except for thank you, Todd. Well, maybe you shouldn't go. Maybe you'll be disappointed, you know, if it's the best yeah, ever. No, you can't be disappointed. You can't be disappointed. It, right. It's such a fabulous theater. I mean, if the guy just stepped foot in there and I saw him in that building again, that'd be good enough. <laughs> hear him do this again. All right. Again. I like that. <laughs> I'm so stoked. I'm really jazzed that you guys pulled this off. I'm just, I'm just really I'm freaked out <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> I, I don't see how anybody can't just enjoy the holy heck out of it. I hear you. All right. Very good, Mike. Thanks yeah. for your story. Thanks for giving us a scoop on the venue. We're very excited about it. It's it's so pretty. You guys are going to love it. And um, honestly, I'll be honest with you, and Pitt probably knows this too. Ain't a whole lot going on in Akron unless we make it happen. Mm-hmm. So I say let's uh, let's shake up Akron. Let's well, do it. Hey, I mean, they put us on the front page of the newspaper today. I got to see that. I already wrote my friends and said, send me the freaking paper. I, I mean, that's unbelievable. Didn't spend a dime, and we're in there twice already it's a beautiful thing it's great but it's not i better have a good seat god dang it <laughs> <laughs> yes i said it out loud we'll see, I know yeah, there's a lot I, I tell you you tell me this Mike. now i'm not trying to be um just bs and everybody here it's tiered seating i can't imagine there's many bad seats in that place really not and pippi agrees to i mean even if you're up in the balcony it's great because you can see the the whole theater is a show in itself so like the closer you are to the you're going to see and to see him in this quote-unquote outdoor venue where it really looks like he's outside mm-hmm. is part of the magic you know hmm. it's really there's really not a crappy seat in the house there's excellent um, yeah, you heard it folks straight but you know and as far as people sitting down i don't know how you could sit down during this stuff like you said tick 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 it cracks me up you like that because that's one of my favorite songs and you can't sit still for this music. Well, yeah, I, some of it. Some of it, maybe. You don't think? Sure. Well, I want to sit down being be in the balcony. How about, like, the Peter Pan song? Never Never Land. You're going to stand up for that? Pardon? You're going to stand up for Never Never Land? Um, no, I'll be let him wave his own wand. I'll just sit there and sway. Yeah, there you go. And then when Tick, Tick, Tick comes on after that, we can stand up, be a little crazy, and sit back when it's time. Maybe it'll be like, uh, uh, what do you call that, uh, when you do the chairs thing? I can't remember. Anyway. Fast album, and it's 
going to be hard yeah. to sit down, you know. But it, I just, I'm, I can't believe this is happening. It's very surreal to me. Well, that's great. We're glad that uh, that it worked out for you and that it happened to be where you saw Todd the first time. That was a great story. I was excited to hear that. And um, we will see you in September, if not before, Miss Mott. Oh, I will be there uh, for sure, and I would like to come a little early because I do have family up there and people I can visit. But I, I think that, um, you know, all of us probably need to come up with some fun stuff to do because, God, I was looking at, like, the Akron website. I'm like, boring. Oh, no, no wonder no. I left, you know. We'll, do, we'll have something on our own. You can believe that. Yeah, well, we got stuff cooking. I can do to help participate. I would love to paint y'all up. It would be a joy for me to do that because this is the guy that got me inspired to be an artist in the first place. Awesome. So that really made me have my own business today. So I want to give back. So anybody All right. wants to do that, I'm bringing my paint. You heard it from the monster. Run for your lives. Very good. <laughs> All right, Mike. Thanks for calling in, Lou. Hey, thanks for having me. I love All you right. guys. See you. We'll love see. you back. Get soon, Mike. It won't be long. Wait. All good, baby. Ciao. All right. That is Mott. <laughs> she is in Texas. She will be coming to this show. She will face paint you if you want body paint. She'll make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll paint Todd or something. Yeah. I just hope um, I just hope we have time. I would like to have time to be able to sit there and have something like done. I hope we're not busy and we get to enjoy the show like regular fans. There was um, another thing that I wanted to mention she reminded me of, or actually the chat room did. Uh, Dark Uncle on TRC is trying to get together a caravan, as he calls it. It's actually a party bus from Albany, New York, I believe it is, and he'll, they'll pick people up on the way uh, to come to this gig. It's a 12-person deal, and you can actually sleep in it. And based on what he predicted the price to be, which I think was 325 to 350 that would be cheaper than driving or flying and staying in a hotel. That's right, because they could stay on the bus. Yeah, and this bus is pretty cool. I think it's stocked with liquor and stuff. I mean, it sounds pretty fun, and yeah. uh, maybe some other people will think about doing that. But yeah, we've got like one other caller for Bob. What's that? It's like a rock star tour bus. It's not like one of these vans. Or right, right. It's living large, like the uh, politicians and stuff. All right, we've got another call from 512. You with us? 512-458? Going once? Going twice? Hippie! Is that her? I don't think so. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's take a break. If they stick around, we'll try them again because I want to give everybody a little special treat okay. tonight for listening to our show, even though we don't have a guest. Are you putting uh, on that jockey voice now like Grady? <laughs> uh, something like that. It's gonna, actually, i got to refresh the switchboard, so give me a second. Um, you got anything you need to add, Mel, while you're well, working I on do, my I do want to sort of throw a question out there, um, and I'm pretty sure he's listening because I saw him in the chat room earlier, but I was hoping that perhaps Roger Linder would call in because there was an interesting little discussion that started to, to happen on the TR Connection about the uh, different uh, things that were hidden in the cover artwork, mm -hmm. and Roger apparently did some kind of study on it, and he seems to know the answers. So, All right. Roger, if you're out there, I'd like for you to call in if you can. Give us a call. Okay, everybody, we'll take a break. We've got a 512. We're going to try you again. Then we got a, uh, another caller from 330. Before then, this is hopefully, if it plays good, this is Zen Archer Live. Bootleg. Okay.
Frozen banana. <laughs> All right, One for go. Colombo. Ooh, got a little extra there. How about mm-hmm. that, Cruiser Mel? That was the uh, Tiki Tour, right? Yeah. Oh, well, but it's good. It's a nice version. Yes. Yeah. Very nice. All right, I'm very excited because we have another caller from probably Cleveland or Akron. Eric Code 330, you with us? 330. Maybe they just want to listen in. Is that you, Kip, again? 330? This is Kip. Kip. I'm just listening in. Thank you. All right, man. Thanks. All right, cool. Very nice. All right, let's see if 512 will be with us or not. 512, you're with us. Hey, again. Doug. Yes. Can you hear me? I can. I was listening to you guys on speakerphone, and I really didn't want to talk. I just wanted to listen. I couldn't get you any other way. 
Um, well, now, Pip, you've got to talk now that you're on here. You are from Akron, Ohio. Is that true? I am. I was born and raised there, and Todd is just a given. You know, he gets given to you really early. You're always aware of him. It's that and the rubber factory, right? Yeah, but, you know, we're talking about the good stuff, aren't we now? Yeah. <laughs> so you used to work at this venue, is that correct? I was an usher there during high school, yeah. Would you like to work for us at this event? As an usher. <laughs> Baby, I work for you all the time. <laughs> I feel like I'm morning tonight on the Dougie shift sometimes. <laughs> oh, goodness. So what can you tell us about this venue and about the town, and are we going to sell this out or not? Well, you know, it's geographically a pretty small area. There, As I remember it, there are lots of nice little places to eat and, and shop. I mean, Akron's not, you know, it's not uh, a playland or anything, but it's certainly functional and uh, easy to get around. And uh, anywhere we are, those two hotels we've been talking about, the city center and the uh, Quaker Square Hilton, are really close to the venue. Uh, it, if you were in Cleveland the other night, it feels a little bit like that Palace Theater. It's got a nice marquee out front and a much more ornate lobby, but it's really beautiful and plush. It's got this lovely staircase. If we don't take a bunch of high school yearbook kind of pictures there, we're, we're stupid. There's got to be some great photo opportunities there. We don't have to make a pyramid or anything unless people want to. <laughs> Okay. I see Chris Craddock saying, I thought Pippi's first show was in Dallas. No, Chris, but that's where you introduced me to Todd for the very first time. So thank you. Again, I'll never be able to make it up to you. The first time I saw Todd was in 80 at a little club called The Breakaway in Akron, which I don't think it exists anymore. Really? I don't know. Yeah, but um, I never saw Todd at the Civic Theater. I saw the Stray Cats. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Brian I was not tripping. No one wore a pink jumpsuit. <laughs> <laughs> Not even me. I didn't even wear a pink jumpsuit. <laughs> All right, so um, is there a bad seat in the house? No. I told Darnie the other day, who was yelling at me in traffic about seating. <laughs> you know, I mean, what, Darnie can see if she sits in her living room. In, in L.A., she'll be able to see. I mean, she's 10 feet tall. I love her. But, yeah, you can see from anywhere in that place. The sound is amazing. There's all these heavy curtains, and it's just it's just a beautiful place. You could see AHA there, and you would be having a religious experience. But that would be you, Doug, because you probably like AHA. <laughs> hey, I thought they wrote one of the best pop songs ever. but They no, wrote one song, on didn't track. they? Just one. It better be good. <laughs> one hit wonder. So I don't understand this seat frenzy, but people are going crazy. I've had people try to bribe me. I had one person, I'm not making this up, I will promise to you on my dog's eyes or whatever, will not go unless they get front row seats. Yep. We'll just miss the whole show. I saw I saw the email. It's true. I'm like, what? Well, are, you, are you there to be seen or are you a fan? I mean, come on. Well, you know, we've had other interviews where we established that there's some complete crackpots out there. Do we need to have that discussion again? I guess not. Yeah, I just was like, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I'd go if I had to be on the last row on the balcony just to see it and, and witness this thing, and I don't understand. Help me well, understand, Pippi. Uh, you know what? You're asking for guidance from me, and I think everyone knows what a laugh that is. I mean, you know what? <laughs> People miss out. Like uh, Marianne just said online on the chat, she said, um, you know, she keeps telling Larry, but this one's special, but this one's special. They're all special, and there hasn't been one yet where people said, oh, I'm glad I missed that one, right? <laughs> I mean, Good point. you just go. You know, if Doug says, meet us in Peoria in a crack den and, you know, wear a plastic bag and walk backwards, we're there. So Just be there. Whatever. It's 
going to be good, yeah. Those and people I'm not hesitating. They're like, let me think about this. They missed the group, and they're, they're they're unhappy, but I can't control that situation. They had a chance. Everybody had a chance. But there will be plenty of good seats. I really do believe that, and uh, I don't think there's anything to worry about from that perspective. I think the people in Cleveland and Akron have to worry a little bit because uh, they're not going to find out about this, you know, probably until tickets are on sale. And if it's going to go like Kip says, they'll be gone real quick once those people find out about it. So one good thing about this pre-sale, by the way, is that it keeps the brokers from getting the best seats. Now, I know Todd's probably not broker's uh, dream uh, artist, but in a show like this, a theme show, they may be smart enough to realize that this thing's going to be pretty hot, and they may try to get in there and get all the best seats. They're not going to be able to do that. So that's nice. It will be Todd fans packing this place out. And I don't know, Pippi, you like this band. I don't know if you saw this, but Devo is going to do a full album show in the U.K. Peter Noble launched that press right, release right, today. Yeah, right, I'm on their mailing list. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that was, well, that's... Van Morrison is doing Astral Weeks right now. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so we got a question from the audience, and we have a couple callers, too. Uh, Pat wants to know... If there's a limit on tickets purchased per person in general public, the answer is no. Uh, there is only a limit on the pre-sale stuff for the first group because they committed to X amount, and that's what they're going to get. And, um, you know, that's only fair because otherwise their buddies would be calling them and it would be out of control. But the reason, and I think uh, some people, you look at it, is a from a promoter's perspective, I've never understood this, and I know we always challenge Todd's promoters and probably everything else, and we've been challenged already about our location, all this mess. I don't understand why, if you're trying to sell tickets and sell a place out, you would limit tickets. Does anybody want to explain that to me? I don't get it. Why would you say you can only buy eight if I wanted to buy 16? What's the point? You know, unless I guess you knew it was going to sell out and you wanted to spread the love more or something, but I don't get that. Our objective is to sell tickets, not keep them from people. <laughs> I think that uh, if you happen to go through Ticketmaster, I think Ticketmaster has a rule. It's like six tickets or something like yeah, that. Yeah, but we're going to tell our friends here they are listening to the show and supported us you know, at our other gigs and our listeners and getting our chat room and all that good stuff. Don't go there and buy your ticket unless you have no choice. Go to awatchlive.com. You'll save money. You'll get better seats. Hey, Doug, I have a question. Yes, I work a really long day on Monday, so that's the day that things are supposed to go on sale. I may even be traveling to Dallas for a conference. Mm-hmm. How long are those 220 spots going to stay open? In That'll the- be before Monday. Okay. If we do, t- it'll be before the public sale. Yeah, and I don't remind know- y'all, and I, we apologize. There's no guarantee that sale's going to be Monday, and I know it kind of looks unprofessional. But we're we're hoping and we're pushing and we think it might can happen. But if it doesn't, then we'll bump it out to say Wednesday or Friday or something. We just want to get it going on because once we figure out if it's as good as we think it is, we'll turn around and try to do one Monday, and then we'll start looking at booking one maybe in the West Coast. I mean, this thing is it's if it's what everybody says it's going to be. There's no sense in Todd not doing several of these shows, and I don't know um, my personal opinion, which again I know some people don't care about, but I don't I don't think that. Other promoters or other venues are going to buy into this theory. They're going to go, you're, you're, you're going to have Todd play what? A 1973 album that was that crushed his career in some people's opinion and wasn't a follow-up to something, anything, and you want us to pay what because he's got to have a full band? I mean, I don't, I don't see it. It's going to have to be a fan-driven thing. They've been talking about this for five years now, and it took two fans who aren't even in the business to get it done. 
So I think hopefully we can get it going, and then maybe some other promoters pick up on it. You know, that's kind of our theory on this, and we definitely want to do two shows in Akron. It would be wonderful if we could pull that off, but it's going to come down to what people do, and we won't know that until tickets go on sale. And but don't worry, all the pre-sale people that are going crazy, I promise you, you will be contacted, and you will know everything, and you will have time to buy your tickets. And if you can't make it, you can find somebody else to hook you up, all that good stuff. We got this under control. Trust me on that one. It's just we can't give answers until we know when tickets are going to go on sale for sure. Yeah, and, and we'll give you plenty of heads up. Just keep checking your emails and checking the regular places and listening to Rungren Radio. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, really, don't worry about it. You're not going to somehow, well, unless you sleep real hard and don't check your email, you're going you're gonna to know when tickets are going on sale. That's if right. If you're in those those groups that, that right. we already know about. If you're the general public, um, I, I believe that we will have announcements in the places that need to have announcements. Hmm. There you go. Yep. All right, so here we go. Let's go with caller 713. You're with hey, us. Hey, Doug, Mel, Steve. What's up? Steve, what's up? Hey, you guys, congratulations for putting this thing together, man. That is so cool. I'm wow. so stoked. Um, just uh, um, I'm, I'm moving around. I can't get on the Internet, so I missed the first hour of the show. Um, but I've caught the last uh, five or ten minutes of what's going on. Man, how exciting. That theater is off the chain, man. That that theater is beautiful. And I guess uh, has Pippi and Mott called in tonight? <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, Mott was telling me that. Well, because Mott told me that was the theater that she saw was a true star in yep. 35 years ago. Yeah. And that's way cool. Well, anyway, uh, I'm coming. Adam's coming. Oh, cool. A little Todd Stock and reunion. A little, a little Todd Stock reunion. Yep. Anyway, anyway, it's so cool. And so, Mel, uh, you wanted to tell the first story we, of, of seeing that show? Is, is, is that the program? Well, What's going on? Or, or just talk about the album, the first time you heard the album, or... You know, whatever. We, that's actually what we what we're here for is to talk about the album as a as a work of art, or whether you hated it. You know, whatever. Yeah. One thing I'm interested well, in, Steve, is the um, we keep getting comments, and, and this is before I'm not in that generation, is that it changed people's <laughs> lives. And if it changed your life, I want to know what that means and how. That's what I'm interested in, and also what Cruiser Mail talked about. We're interested in anything with the album, but uh, definitely interested in if it changed your life. What does that mean, and how did that happen? Okay, cool. Well, um, um, I can do that a little bit. First of all, um, I knew who Todd was, but not really, because I really liked the song, We Gotta Get You a Woman. I was kind of a pop guy in, in that era. And um, Hello, It's Me, I didn't really notice that much. I mean, I remember hearing it. And a friend of mine who was in a band brought over a Wizard of True Star to my house. And he goes, dude, man, or, or whatever we said back then, you've got to hear this album. And so he throws it on. And it, it it literally blew me away. I had never heard anything like it. And he goes, this is that guy that does, we got to get you a woman. I go, no. He goes, yeah. So anyway, it, it changed me in the fact that I, I realized what an artist I believe Todd was to put out a record like that. And then immediately went backwards through the catalog, something, anything, and runt and ballad and, and even nasty. My story is um, I went to a, um, 
I lived in Springfield, Missouri, which uh, in 1973 had about five concerts a year, and we all went to all five of them, and there were nobody you ever heard of. Anyway, we got wind that there was uh, that Todd was going to do a show in Kansas City, Missouri. I was 15 years old. My two best friends were 15 years old, and um, we didn't have cars. I mean, we didn't have a driver's license. Our, our parents knew what big Todd fans we were. They gave us permission and notes to give to our high school principal to allow us to leave school one morning to hitchhike to Kansas City. <laughs> and we probably all took our notes into the principal, and about 10 o'clock that morning, they <laughs> let us out of school. We, we walked across the field, got on a highway, and hitchhiked to Kansas City, Missouri, about three hours away. Um, all kinds of things happened on the way there and the way back. But the amazing thing was, is as a 15-year-old, uh, we got to the concert, and everyone was like, it was at this music opera house. It was this beautiful theater, and everyone was all dressed up. Uh, I had never been to a concert where people had, like, you know, velvet sport coats on and flowered bell bottoms and all that stuff. Anyway, we sat down. We had a really good seat. The show started. It blew us away. It, it, you know, of course, it was a show that I'm sure several people have been talking about where the first half was tape and the second half was utopia. Um, it was uh, something like I'd never seen or heard before. It, 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 it was absolutely amazing, and that solidified my uh, my fandom from, from then until today. It was, so, it was a neat time. So if you had a choice, I mean, Steve, you've been a fan a long time, and you got all the music, and you, you know, you've been around for a long time. Would that be your album of choice? If you said one album I get to see live, would this be it? Yep. Yep, absolutely. Isn't that amazing? Because if you, you get outside of this group, and you get outside of the... You know the a you know not everybody's this way. I'm not I'm not generalizing it, but I think for the most part, TRC years, a wizard list. You know, listeners to this show, some of the folks that go to concerts regularly, you know, they're into this. And then if you go outside of that realm to the public, this is probably the worst album, and they want to see something totally different. It's kind of well, I, it's a lover. Well, well, you know, it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like the interview you posted today from uh, what's his name Isaac, whatever his name is, yeah, from the Stone, Rolling Stone. Yeah. It, you know, I mean, did he love that album or did he hate it? Or I mean, man, did he listen to it, huh? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but um, I think it's Todd's definitive album. Um, I mean, would I like to see Healer or something, anything or something? Of course I would. But I mean, if you get to choose one. Um, you know, personally, I think Liars was almost on par with A Wizard of True Star, and I got to see that pretty much the whole thing. So I would say Wizard, absolutely. And it's going to be, I don't know if you guys are, if there's any banter about who's going to play or how big a band it's going to be. I, don't, I, I missed that if you guys talked about it. Um, I, you know, of course, Todd will have to sing a little bit lower key. But um, uh, it, 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 it's amazing what, what Todd can do with this on the tour, and it's uh, uh, just kudos to you guys for, you know, putting your nose to grindstone and making this happen. Um, well, thanks. I, uh, we, we don't know anything about the band, by the way. We just know that there's going to be one. Yeah. I, 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 I well, you know, obviously he's going to need a keyboardist or two to do the cues on the yep. synthesizer and all that stuff. And um, uh, I just, you know, I can't wait. I hope it's a huge success. I hope you do two nights. I hope he, you know, takes it somewhere else. You know, maybe we'll we'll have an opportunity to bring it to Texas. Um, I think it was promoted right to the public. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and your question was, you know, what does outside this group think? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a lot of people that remember this album. I don't think it destroyed Todd's career. I don't, I don't know who says that. <laughs> but uh, um, uh, it, uh, I did hear where, you know, there's a lot of bands doing now old album tours. I, I think if it was exposed to the public correctly about what this album is, whether you have to, as you promote, educate a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's a winner. Um, I, you know, I saw Todd in New York, uh, you know, a couple weeks ago and got to visit with him a little bit and mentioned this to him. And he got a big smile on his face. He goes, he looks at me and says, are we going to talk business? I go, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, I'm just here to say hi. Right? Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Huh? He, he thinks talking about this gig is business, I guess, yeah. He, he I was talking to him about it in Chattanooga. I'll tell you a funny story. And he had, uh, you know, just kind of trying to get an angle on it, trying to see what I could get out of him. And I said, you know, what, what about this album? He's like, well, it would definitely be the most musically challenging and blah, blah, blah. And uh, then he started talking to me. He goes, wait a minute, I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> I'm like, why not? He's like, because you're going to let show and tell everybody. <laughs> hey, like, hey, yeah, on, yeah. He shut me <laughs> off. Then I got him going again. Though. I kind of changed subjects and went right back. But, yeah, it's uh, you got to think. He may not ever admit it. We don't know. And I don't know what, you know, he thought it was busy. It's got to be the one he wants to play. you got to think. It well, you know, uh, well, I mean, I mean, short of him going home this week and, uh, you know, crafting a whole new album for the summer, um, yeah. um, I think it makes a lot of sense. I think... It actually uh, may do what I think Wires and Arena did, which is bring a possible new generation, new listeners, um, because all of Todd fans are the same. You, me, Mel, and everybody that's out there listening, we all drag people to the show. We think it's going to you know, turn the page on somebody else's life and say, look, this is the Todd that you know, we love. See? You know, but um, I, I just, I, I just, when I first started hearing about this, I just can't tell you how how happy I was. I mean, well, that's was, an interesting was, subject though you brought up because I don't. I mean, do you really think that people would go to this show that don't know much about him and would walk away and and be fans? That this generation, um, I, these kids today. You know, well, I know Adam Hardstein will take a dozen people to this <laughs> show if it, if, it, if it comes anywhere close. There you go. Oh, he had a he had a great time. I, I haven't got to tell you on a personal note. Um, he. Uh, he uh, was with one of his lifelong friend girls uh, from Florida when we were in New York, and mm-hmm. he got to take uh, take her back. She's his his age, and take her back and meet Todd. And boy, he thought that was cool. Nice. <laughs> and he, yeah. uh, I, I'm sure the pictures are all over his Facebook and stuff. But is that a good show? Um, uh, it was a good show. It was um, uh, what I thought was the weirdest venue I've ever seen Todd in. I felt like I was at a dinner theater. <laughs> Um, and, and um, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do about tickets. I didn't know if I was going to, you know, try to get on a guest list or where to sit. And by the time I figured it out, all the good tickets were gone. So we bought tickets in what was called the VIP section, which would be kind of equivalent to the VIP section uh, in Vegas. It was upraised and off to the side just a little bit, you know. Right, right. And um, we're sitting around all these wine casks. And I was about 35, 40 feet from the stage. I had to go get out of my seat a couple of times and go down. It was, it was just, it was just kind of, kind of funny. I mean, <laughs> well, uh, let me ask you, it, and you can be honest. 
of course, we would expect that from you. But, D, what do you think about us getting reserved seats and having uh, a nice theater versus, you know, the typical everybody fend for themselves, stand-up kind of deal, you know, more no, power? Or no, 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 absolutely the way to go. And so reminiscent of the first time I saw that show. Um, I was in a beautiful theater with crushed velvet seats. And, you know, this is 1973, and, you know, the crowd could have been as wild as any crowd you've ever seen. But everybody sat there sort of wild, and people didn't stand up in front of you. Everybody wanted to see the show. Everybody wanted their relaxed seat. And, you know, most of the Todd fans are getting a little older. I don't mind sitting down until it's time to stand up for a minute or two, you know? No. You really get to, to, you know, to see the show. And I think people in New York like that. It was, it was a very interesting crowd. There was a um, a couple of famous faces in the crowd I heard. I heard that uh, Donald Fagan was there. I wow. heard, He'd be uh, good with man. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the highlight of the show for for uh, my little um, entourage was that uh, Michelle and Mary Lou sat with us all night, and nice. uh, and and that was, and that was a lot of fun. It does sound but um, you know I'm going to be watching ticket sales, and you know if I have to uh, hook up with Mel to do the Texas leg of this, and you know I can't get the the the, the, the Burning Man guy over here to help me with it, uh, that's it. No, but I think does Todd seem to be, or you know, I, probably, I know you probably talked to Michelle about this a little bit more. Does Todd seem to be pretty pumped about it now, or I mean, kind of what's his? I, I really don't know. know. I really don't know okay. at this point. You know, they were touring and everything. Um, you know, I think that uh, while he was in Chicago and Cleveland, he was a little concerned if this got out that the media you know, might might go crazy on him. Because apparently the Chicago media is pretty heavy on him already. And, you know, he needs a break. He's getting a couple of weeks. He's been watching Rex play baseball. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. I just can't imagine that he wouldn't be. And, you know, he said it. Uh, he's talked about it on radio before. Um, Eric says this is, you know, this album's near and dear to his heart. We all kind of know that. So, you know, who knows with Todd, though. I'm not going to predict anything he feels. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, he well, doesn't know what to feel. Well, now, we'll, we'll start scary thing is if he if he actually is not the one telling Eric that yeah go ahead with it then I guess Eric's gonna have to get up and perform. <laughs> yeah, no, Todd knows about it, no doubt about it, and um, has already you know submitted entries for who he wants in the band, but we just don't know what that is. So it's uh, and he's gonna be on the show you know in a little while. He just didn't want to be the first one on to talk about it, and he needs a break because they've been on that big tour. But uh, yeah, we'll have Todd on talking about it, and we'll find out exactly what he thinks about it. Awesome! It's it's. Uh, I'm so proud of you guys. I mean, I, I, I'm proud is a word. Like I actually had something to do with it. I just, I just, uh, I just salute you guys for uh, for getting this done. And uh, maybe this silly uh, European uh, guy that uh, the young promoter that came up with the idea all those years ago. Maybe he's listening, and uh, uh-huh. Todd gets it. Todd gets to take this to Europe. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's a good possibility. I mean, I think probably, um, you know, I maybe may sound braggadocious that's not what i mean but i gotta think people are going to watch and see what we do and if it goes over real well why would people not try to take it and do the same thing you know i i, I would think so you know if you finds out that we sold out two shows at 2500 people each show if that actually happened i mean i'm getting ahead of myself but let's just say it did they would be crazy not to bring it over there i mean those fans are crazy about todd just like cleveland is yeah yeah it's, you know uh, it's a no-brainer Oh, and by the way, I think it's an excellent choice of sites. 
I mean, it's a, it's yeah. an excellent choice. I would have we'll never thought out. of it. We're going to find you out. Know, we'll I mean, yeah. You know, you, uh, you did indirectly have something to do with it. I mean, you were with us on the first time we got this thing going, doing a gig with Todd. You know, it's kind of crazy, and we pulled it off, and then, you know, things are still moving. So, yeah. You're, you're well, I, I, I just, I just think, I just think you guys have done a great job. You know, you know. Speaking of that, we have, this all started with just trying to find Todd an onion. Remember? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, all, all, we were do, yeah. all we were trying to do was find an onion. You remember? Just <laughs> another onion for Todd. Yep, here we are, full circle. Yeah, it's it's insane. It's a wild story, but we'll quit talking about ourselves because. Uh, we got a couple callers, and I want to play a commercial, and then uh, we'll get back with everybody. We've got 22 minutes left. Steve, thanks for calling in, buddy. Good to hear from you always. All right. Well, th- thank you, guys. Hey, uh, I'm not going to hang up. I'm going to listen, okay? Okay. We'll see you in uh, Akron. Hi, All right, that's Steve. Steve. All right, let's take a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. And we got a call from 480, and I think it's uh, maybe O.C. Sherry, somebody with the 111 deal. All right, so here we go. We'll be right back. Cruiser Mail, say bye-bye to everybody. Um, are we leaving? No, we're just a commercial break. Okay, please hold. <laughs> Hi, this is John Forensic, and you're listening to RundgrenRadio.com. Live online talk radio for Todd fans. This is RungrenRadio.com. Klingman, of course, involved with that album in many ways. He is going to do a gig tomorrow and Thursday at National Underground, which I assume is in New York. Moogie has joined Facebook. If you're on Facebook, look him up. Moogie Klingman, say hello. Go see his gigs if you're in New York, which I am not, but I wish I was. I'd love to go to some of those shows. Pippi, you still on the line with us? Pippi? Yeah, what? Just want to know if you're still here. Can you hear me? We can. We're glad you're here. I had you on speakerphone. Okay, that's cool. Can I tell you something funny? Oh, sure. (laughs) I don't know, can you? (laughs) My memory of 1973 and of Todd Rundgren is one of my early memories. We used to have a little drugstore by our house, and my mom couldn't drive a car because a lot of women in Akron at that time didn't drive cars. I don't know if 
if Mott will verify that, but a lot of moms were just housewives. We had one car. Women didn't drive them. Hmm. I don't know why that was. but Anyway, we would walk up to the drugstore every day for, like, diversion, and there were three magazine racks. One of them was Tiger Beat, the other one was Cream, and the other one was either Wee or Penthouse, but I think it was Wee mm-hmm. because I was just learning to read, and I couldn't figure out how to say the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Wee had a brown, like a piece of um, particle board cut out, like leaning up against it to cover the cover of it mm-hmm. so that you couldn't see. But it was at, like, eye level for a little kid. And so I was curious because I love to read, right? So I'd try to read the front of the Tiger Beat, and there were, you know, pictures of Bobby Goldsboro and, you know, whoever. And then that was interesting. And then I'd look at the uh, the other one, the Cream magazine. A lot of times Todd was on the cover, and he kind of looked scary and freaky, but I was really interested in that, right? And then if my mom would go far enough into the store, I'd try to pluck the little wooden barrier away from the <laughs> other one. So I could what it was. And so eventually I'd be always looking at these magazines and as I got to read better my mom would say, Okay, you can pick out a magazine and I could either pick out Tiger Beat or I could pick out Cream. So at first I started picking out Tiger Beat, but it had like Tony DeFranco and the DeFranco family. Oh. And like I I was kind of okay with it and then my mom bought me a DeFranco family album and you know, by the time I was eight or nine, it was like, no, 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 give me the cream. So that's what's wrong with me, basically. And if I just grabbed the Wii, we'd be even worse trouble. <laughs> God help us. Oh, Lord have mercy. The pitch that's my Todd story from 1973. Thank you, Pip. 480, you're boring with town. us. Okay, it's a boring town. All right. 480, you're with us. Come on with you. Yeah, what's up? Hey, this is Ski. Ski Man, what's going on? Not too much, man, getting you off the speaker. Hey, um, great call with the show, man. I can't even believe it. Akron's a great call right there. The city needs the help. Cleveland will sell it out. I swear to God. As soon as that you're right. Out, you won't be you won't leave Cleveland, though, man. You're not mad that we no. didn't have it in your town? No, 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 no. You know, yeah. I born and raised around Canton, Ohio, Cleveland, Akron area. You know, old-time Todd fan from way back, Nelson's Ledges. Anybody back there knows all the Todd shows, but... Excellent. Great call, and I can't wait. And just can't wait to see everybody. And um, at that place, I swear to God, seen it, 77. There's a Raw show. I got a picture of it. I mean, that place is the old-time theaters. Old-time theaters, like you said, press velvet seats. It's going to be cool. It's going to be real good. Todd knows hey, we're at that. Can you send me that photo of uh, Raw from that uh, theater? No, awesome. I, when you when you announced this, I'm like, I know exactly the photos. I remember taking my brothers and his little brothers to Todd. I turned them all on back in them days, and you know, got to get with the X and find where all that's at. But I do have some photos of that, and I am going to be looking for that. I got some months to work with it, but give me some time, I'll get it. All right, we appreciate that. Don't forget to check out too people who are late on the show. There's a video. Uh, Todd it went up to. Yesterday, Memphis, old school, probably the oldest tape of Todd in existence on there, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll check it out, man. Yeah, Chris Craddock can put it up. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah All right. I can't Very wait nice. to see Brian. I hope Brian gets to play. That would be great. Well, that would be something, yeah. That would be awesome. And like it is, you get you got a baker lined up? Pippi's going to help us out with a baker or what? <laughs> oh, my God. That would be like the world's most largest cake, wouldn't it? Oh, it would be unbelievable. You can't beat the cake from uh, for a hundred people, though. Yeah, that that the cake the cake situation is not on for this one. I don't think. Yeah, I'm afraid not. I don't not. think so. Not with yeah. two fans. 
We'll do something, hey, jelly beans uh, or something. Yeah. Look, look, I don't think you got to worry about selling it out. I think once this spreads around, it's going to be sold out. And then anybody back in those holidays will know um, they're going to do it. Well, it's spread around. It's on the front page of the Akron newspaper day. Now, Cleveland, I don't know if they're catching wind of it yet, but, uh, man, I hope you're right. Wouldn't that be a thrill? I'd love to see it two nights in a row. I, I mean, I, I think most people probably like to travel see at least a couple shows if they're going to go that far, especially these folks from the U.K. It'd be nice to treat them to two shows because that's a long flight to come over here for one gig. No doubt, no doubt. Yep. Anybody, anybody fly, traveling, I mean, I mean, there's some West Coast people coming out there. Let's just hope uh, everything works out with the weather and everything, and I think it's going to be great. Excellent. I can't wait, and I know everybody else can't wait, so. Well, look forward to it, Ski Man. Look forward to seeing you again, man. Okay, me too. All right, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for calling in. All right. Peace. The man. All right, cool. We're going to get some raw pictures from that theater. Ma'am? Roger said he's actually actually holding. He's 216. He's what? Okay. All right, 617, that's Boston, I think, and 216. We promise we'll get with you, but Roger has some information about the album cover that we're dying to know, so we're going to go straight to Mr. Linder. Roger, what is up? Hey there. What's going on? Okay, so you want information about the album cover. Yeah, someone yeah. Was, several people are curious to know if there are secret messages or codes on the cover of the uh, Wizard of True Star. Yeah, so I guess I'd better grab my album, even though I'm not going to be able to read the codes directly. <clears throat> I know at one time what I did is I, uh, I looked at it and I said, hey, you know, those look like some sort of messages on there. And I thought... Uh, I looked at something, you know, and I saw like two symbols next to each other that I says, gee, those could be D's. And so I worked out that uh, it said Todd. And mm-hmm. and then the other D showed up and I figured, okay, the other one's got to be Rundgren. And so, you know, I just sort of worked from there and, and picked up another one. I don't know if I got the whole thing or not. But eventually, I think in, in Utopia Times or something like that, someone had actually decoded it. And I think there's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different messages. Three, four, five, six messages that that run around that sort of a ribbon that goes around the outside of of the album cover. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, that's where you're looking. Yeah, so that like looks like little runes. Yeah. You know, just little squiggly things. And so... So the six messages, as they're decoded, and if anybody doesn't want to know what they are, they're going to have to close their ears. Hmm. But uh, the first one, well, I don't even know if you would call the first, but one of them, it says, I, Arthur Wood, paid a disc. Of course, we know that. (laughs) But he declared it in the secret messages. And then the other ones say, be true to your words, and your words will be true to you. Be true to yourself and your work. I will be as true to you as I can. Tenderness is a secret to love, as far as I can see. And finally, the last one says Todd Rengren. Very nice. Are you like so holding that up to a mirror or something? Well, um, I just have really great eyes because. Well, you know, now I'm looking at the actual album cover. You know, the CD cover obviously is a lot smaller. <laughs> Uh, the album cover is, you know, duplicated, you know, front front and back. So I, I think on on the the front of it, things are actually backwards, <laughs> and on the back, you know, it's the opposite way. So that's how 
it's a little easier to see on the album cover. Okay. Wow. Very nice. And I've and I've got the album cover. You know, the original album cover, you know, was not square. Die I don't cut. know if you knew mm-hmm. that or not. You know, it's die cut in, in all these different, you know, curvy lines and everything. There's probably never been another album cover like like this with these kind of cuts. Hmm. If anybody wants to see a little bit about Arthur Wood, Google search Broken Angel Arthur Wood, A-R-T-H-U-R, and um, he's he's uh, kind of famous in Brooklyn. He has this crazy house that they condemned, and it's a pretty wild story. It's kind of interesting. He's 77 years old now, very eccentric, and we're trying to get in touch with him. You know, never know. Cool. That would be now, cool. Roger, you also said something in the thread on uh, your website. You said that if you shift the letters in NAS, by certain numbers, yeah. it spells out Todd. Yeah, that was a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I don't you know. Can, I mean, I, I'm you, kind of... You can, you can do that with any name, you know. I mean, you can, you can shift uh, uh, you just pick the, the letters numbers. in Todd and come up with Doug. <laughs> if you shift each one individually, a certain number. Yeah, you know, I know. Todd's back, hey, I asked Todd what he thought about you. people saying Todd is God, and he said, "Well, you know, it rhymes." And you know, of course, twenty minutes later, I think I should have asked him, so "What if it, everybody was saying Todd is odd? You know, would you be happy about that?" Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, that was his answer. It yeah. Rhymed. Well, you know, the in, the inside of the uh, Wizard of True Star, you know, is that big mirror picture inside, and mm-hmm. and there, you know, I've, I've sat there and looked at that thing for hours trying to figure out all the things that are in there. It is just. <laughs> It is just completely wacky. And then, of course, the inner sleeve, you know, that has the lyrics on it, it's, it's got, you know, just as much stuff on there, and it's harder enough to see because of the lyrics are on there, too. But there is a – I noticed there was a watch, in this, and the, uh, the name on the watch or the, the brand of the watch is Clinton. Hmm. I wonder if Todd ever knew that he would meet a president named Clinton. Huh, very interesting. When that picture was in there. So this is a yeah. prophetic album, I guess. Huh? Mm, very nice. So, I mean, you could spend hours just looking at those pictures and trying to figure out what each of them are and counting the number of eyes. There's lots yeah. of eyes. Well, I've got one artist looking into doing the poster, and his first idea was to use some of the stuff from the inside cover, like the shaving picture and those type of things. And I really didn't understand where they might be going with that, but uh, we'll see. We'll see, and um, you know, it's we got some ideas. We'll see what happens. If anybody, again, if you want to give us ideas about that, just put it on TR Connections forum or email me at rungrunradioearthlink.net because uh, we got to make a shirt and a poster. And we want it to be very cool and make everybody happy. And just to let you know, this is kind of cool. Um, we will have all tickets will be hard tickets as they call it. So you will have it. It will say Todd Runger and a Wizard True Star on it. And you will have a collector's item if you're lucky enough to get into this gig that's going to sell out in a few minutes, according to a lot of people tonight. I think so, yeah. There you go. All right, Roger, thanks for calling me. We've got eight minutes. A couple right, more sure, callers, thanks. man. Thanks for the explanation. Thanks, right. Roger. Sure thing. All Bye-bye. Right. All right, everybody. Roger Linder, trconnection.com, the most definitive Todd Runger site on the Internet, maybe the most definitive site on the Internet, period. And he kind of okay. sounded like a disc jockey, too. He was getting it. That's it. 617 Boston. Hook us up. Is that me? That's you. Jody. I was just listening. Okay, <laughs> Yeah, Jody. hi. Hi. I'm a day late and a dollar short. I just called in a few minutes ago. I have the flu. And um, I don't know what you're talking about, but I wanted to call in. Hi, Doug. Hi, Mel. Hi, everybody. Hello. And say hi. 
Is it too late to tell us my AWOT story? Nope. We've got seven minutes. We've got one more caller at 216 we want to get to, so we'll give you three and a half minutes. Okay, real okay. quick. Fair. <laughs> I went to college in a cornfield. Lots of corn, lots of cows, lots of farm boys. So I was dating this farm boy, and it was a really cool record store in town called Al Bums. And they had great records for like 50 cents or a dollar. So I went every week looking to see if I could find Todd, Utopia, you know, Frank Zappa. And I found A. Watts. Hmm. And I couldn't wait to listen to it. And uh, so my farm boy was going to fix my bicycle because the tire was flat. So we went to his house, and he had one of those console stereo systems with a TV in it and, like, the gold velvet covers on the speaker cabinets. And he's out in the garage fixing my bike, and I put the record on. He comes running in the house. He says, what the hell is that? (laughs) (laughs) And I said, I don't know, because up to that point, all I had listened to was all, like, Ballad and Todd and, you know, all the sweet, wonderful pop gems and we put this on and I said, oh, I'm so sorry, I broke your stereo. So we checked the needle. Like for the next 20 minutes, we played like Perry Como and we checked the needle and we checked the stereo. We're like, I don't think I broke it, but I don't know what this is. So I brought it home and oh my God, I have to say, it's got to be my favorite album of all time. It's fantastic. Really? Yeah, and I didn't break the stereo. <laughs> so that's my that's my AWOT story. Awesome, your favorite album. That's cool. It sounds like that's the case for a lot of people. Of course, on Roger's site when we did the poll, forty eight percent picked that would be the album they'd want to see, and nobody was even close. You know, there's twenty albums, so you got or twenty one now, I think. So you had, you know, I think the closest competitor was like thirteen percent or something. AWOTs blew them away. So right, and I think everyone can agree with me. It's mainly because. Like what you, it blew us away. I think when everyone discovered it, it's not what they expected. And when they heard it, they didn't know what to think of it. And the more they get into it, they got it. And that's why it's the favorite. Awesome. All right, Jody. We'll see you and Richard in Akron. Jody, I hope you start feeling better. Don't be hanging out with pigs. (laughs) Stop. Yeah, it's not swine. Okay, love you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye, guys. Right, see you, Jordy. We'll let you stay on listen if you want. Oh, I'd love course, to. We'll mute you. All right. Oh, oops. Hold on. Let me go back. And no, this, what were you going to say? I'm sorry. I, I was going to say I'd love for you to leave me on, on on this connection because I have no TV, no phone, and no Oh, no. Yep. <laughs> Typical Boston. All right, bye. Bye-bye. All right, very good. Sorry about that. Uh, Sick and doesn't have TV. Golly. All right, let's go with 216. They've been on hold for a while. Uh, 216, you're with us? Oh, Doug, that's me again. It's Bender. Hey, you just want to listen in or you want to talk? <laughs> I was just listening in, but I, I, I did have one thing I was going to say. Okay. Um, hey, since, before you do that, the, uh, yep. I think Cruiser Mail was about to say something, and I interrupted her as I did oh, many times, and I don't know what Cruiser Mail, did you have something you would like to say? I've forgotten it now. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Uh-huh. Bender, it's your floor. Okay, the, the only thing I was going to say real quick was, since this has come together, you know, like like more often than not on my iPod, I'll have all my Todd's, my Todd stuff uh, on shuffle, you know, every iteration of Todd. There's about a thousand songs on my iPod. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just a coincidence, but since this thing has come together, I'm hearing, like, songs from A. Watts a lot more. They're, they're you know, they're magically popping up through the iPod shuffle um, to, uh, you know, 
to, to say, like, to get excited about this. So, you know, just a little coincidence. Very nice. Good story. So, hey, we haven't even mentioned Cruz Mountain. We've got a guest next week. Trey Sabatelli. There you go, drummer with the power trio. He's going to be coming in when we're in the middle of all this craziness with the Watts. But, uh, hey, what are you going to do? It's still going to be fun having him on the show. So we'll be interviewing him next week. You're welcome to call in on that show as well. Oh, we know uh, this might be his favorite album. It could be. Very much. All right, folks, that's pretty much a wrap. Only got a few minutes left. Again, awatslive.com. That's the site you want to go to. That is going to be the site where you want to buy tickets. We will spread the word as best we can when they're going to go on sale. We hope it's Monday, no guarantees. Um, as soon as we know, we'll update that site. So just keep looking at that site. We're trying to get it. It's probably going to have a different look soon, too, a little bit more of an AWATS look instead of a foamy guitar pick, uh, look. So that might shock you at some point, but you'll see something a little bit different, hopefully. And uh, we're just going to keep on keeping on until we get this thing ready. Yeah. That's all I can very, say about very that. Very exciting. I know so many people are really happy about this. It's their favorite album, uh, their favorite era of of time or of Todd. And uh, it's going to rock. It's going to be great. It's definitely going to rock. Absolutely. All right, everybody, we'll catch you next Tuesday. You're listening to RungrenRadio.com. AWATSLive.com is where you need to be every day. Check it out. And that, my friend, That's is a wrap. A wrap. Good See night, you. everybody. Good night.